Yeah, that's right. Recording in progress. I just hit the button. Hey, you know, we, you know we live in a one consent state. So like as long as one of us knows we're being recorded, that's all you need. Dude, I just thought about this. But apparently Tennessee is like passing some bullshit legislation that's going to take away the age of consent for marriage. Oh my fucking god, I heard about that. Yes, I I I, I haven't looked at it though. Like and me neither. I just heard about it today, but it was like a very, it was like a fleeting thought it just popped into my head and I'm like, "Holy shit. They're just going to let 13-year-olds get married." That's gross. Okay. I wonder it, why. I want I want to know what the motivation is on that. We're going to have to look into that more. We will. We'll do a deep dive on it. Yeah. We'll, we'll stay tuned. We'll be back on that one. But uh, welcome to episode or recording number seven or eighteen. Number eighteen. Um, eighteen. We're legal. What's up? Yeah. This. Uh, we're on the up and up. You know, getting uh, recordings out once a week again, which uh, was a personal goal for tyler and i regardless of josh's participation miss you josh wish you were here pink floyd style we love you i love you man um you're a busy guy these days you're basically tom hanks in the movie um what's the name cast away no mm-hmm. i mean if you took cat I, I mean if you wow Forrest Gump. he's not even in that movie <laughs> um money pit He's basically living out the movie Money Pit right now. Groundhog which, Day. Just where that's Bill Murray. I know. <laughs> you mentioned two Bill Murray movies <laughs> for Tom Hanks. That's funny. They're basically the same person. Um, so, yeah. But uh, welcome. We're back. Um, yeah, we're here. Me and Nick. Welcome to the, welcome to the TJ and Inch show. Uh, how you doing, Nick? Are you feeling good tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm pretty good. You know the the baby was crying there just a few minutes ago, and uh, Dude, I, was, I was a little scared, but he stopped, so we're good. What we're, a bro. Uh, yeah, he's like that. You know, sometimes he just has to let out a mid evening cry, and then he just goes right back to sleep, and everything's kosher again. So, and I got my radio voice back now, which is nice. I haven't <laughs> had that for a we few months it. because. Uh, Unfortunately, between COVID and bronchitis and just naturally just being uh, fucked somewhere in my respiratory system for the last three months, um, I, I haven't had the most attractive radio voice, but here it is. I'm giving it my all tonight. It's making me moist, damp, I, if you will. I I started moist, and I only get moister. So you got a little, little dribble. And I hope you guys, and I hope everyone here really just hates that word moist. But uh, I don't, you know, one one thing that always bugged my wife is uh, the thought of wet tissue paper. If I even just look at her and say wet tissue paper, she cringes. It's really funny. Man, I have a lot of textures I hate, but nothing like that. What's uh, uh, what's your phobia called again? Oh, tri tripophobia. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's all the the holes, like the holes, the little holes, clusters of holes. Yeah. So basically, anything that looks like a wasp nest or yeah, yeah, like honeycombs don't get me because they they're honeycombs. But like, yeah, 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 it fucks me. 
Bucks how good. did the uh, how did the teeth monster treat you? The that other was pretty. Night? I didn't like it. It didn't like make me feel like I was gonna die. Okay, but good. uh, but it was pretty. I didn't it, like it one. It bit. was on the verge of that. I yeah, it like. was. But it, it it was kind of just disturbing in its own right. It yeah. uh, it was disturbing to me because uh, you know, just just of the context of what it was, and then. You know, it made me think of you, and I'm like, I wonder if that would like crawl under his skin and live there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I shot, I shot my shot, and you know, may miss just by a uh, you know centimeter. And you'll get me, uh, don't worry. Yeah, we'll get there. But um, you know, we're uh, we're on the right path. We're approaching that number twenty, and uh, we're gonna. We're gonna have to have an intervention with Josh about episode twenty because uh, and put some real planning into it because we really want to reach back out there and uh, host a guest again um, for our twentieth episode as kind of a special milestone, much like what we did with Matt back on episode ten. So we're gonna keep an open mind on that and do some vetting on some prospects. I think uh, I have a couple ideas, but. Um, I think Tyler only has one right now, and uh, we all know who that is. So, um, yeah. yeah, we're not we're not going to give him the satisfaction of saying his name. Though. No, we're not. We're not. He was He's... upset that I didn't thank him for helping me at my house. I'm not going to do it again. So, well, you know what, JJ? Um, <laughs> Thanks, JJ. On, on Tyler's behalf, thank you. He, uh, you know. It's hard for a man to admit that he needs help sometimes. Uh, yeah, no, JJ helps me so much. I know he's a he's a stand-up a real sweetheart. Guy. He's a stand-up guy. I've never as met long as man. you're not a uh, small animal on four yeah. legs, yeah, he's exactly. a real small guy. Yeah. Real small guy. As long well, as even you're... birds, he's not a big fan of turkeys. Yeah, I mean, he loves to kill turkeys, so I he mean, can't be a big fan of I them. I mean, right? con- consuming a turkey is uh, delicious. It's a rite of passage. You know, I have turkey in my fridge. Right now, I, I I think everyone does. I think all of our. I wonder. Have I wonder if he'll give me some of this turkey he's going to shoot this year. And if you're a vegetarian or vegan and you listen to our podcast, um, welcome. I don't know how you ended up here or why you listen or enjoy our content. Because you make uh, it sound like we're a meat-based podcast. Well, we kind of are. I mean, <laughs> we're three fat guys. I mean, you, know, you don't you don't keep this boyish figure by not eating meat. I mean, um, you have me there. So, but you know, if you if you are a vegan or a vegetarian um, and you listen to us, uh, welcome. You know, we're happy to have you. But just know that we probably disagree on just about everything when it comes to dietary options, um, and that's okay. We don't of meats. we don't have to agree on dietary uh, lifestyles. You know, if you if you find our content funny, that's good enough for me. Um, so yeah. But tonight we do have uh, a little bit of structure, a little bit of a uh, callback to our old days where we're going to talk about some uh, premeditated topics. So with that, I'm going to let Tyler kick us off with his first iteration of tonight's topics. Um, let's, let's do the one that is good, the good topic first, in my opinion. I mean, it's not good that it happened, but the outcome is pretty good. We had a, uh, a former Marion County judge, uh, Judge Warner and his wife, they had a bit of a hit and run scandal earlier in the year. Uh, I like a good scandal. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
uh, basically the uh, the paraphrase version of the events are they were at a party they were both drinking the wife was driving Mr. Judge Warner was in the passenger seat and uh, they made a left turn and hit a 19 year old man Colton Gray in his car sent his car off the road into a telephone pole um, and like when I was reading the article today because there was an update not today but I was looking into it today uh City had undergone months of physical therapy and mental therapy. And just reading that, my first cynical thought was, yeah, go get that back. Go get it. But apparently, this kid got fucked up in this car accident. Like, like, um, since he had <clears throat> a memory loss due to a severe concussion, he struggled with walking and running. He has trouble, you know, being a passenger in a vehicle and sitting for standing for long periods of time. And he developed Bell's palsy for a brief period. How fucking bonkers is that? Like, I mean, like, um, based on uh, just the limited knowledge I have on um, the circumstances here, uh, anyone I've ever known to come in contact with a telephone pole uh, via their vehicle has never walked away unscathed. It's a sturdy, it's a pretty, uh, it's basically like wrapping your car around a tree. It's just, uh, it's been put there on purpose by man and obviously it's not usually uh something that you're going to purposely uh hit and then in this case it was the result of an accident so you have the force of uh the judge's car um impacting his and then his car impacting that i I can imagine it was an ugly scene so yeah they took it all the way up to the supreme court or the ohio supreme court district when they with their pleas, they're both uh, got prison sentences. I am totally blanking on the numbers, so I have to go back and find it. But um, the teenager did, or no, the, the, the couple, the Judge Warner and his wife, and uh, well, because they they fled the scene and then they went home, and then from my understanding, someone found the vehicle. They were able to determine that it was their car that hit them, but this was hour nine hours after the crash, so they they didn't call the cops or nothing. Uh huh. So um, they couldn't do a field sobriety test, but they they both admitted to drinking, and the wife admitted to driving away, and they both and then it was determined that they hit the kid, got out of the car, and surveyed the scene, and then decided to to drive away. He's fine. Yeah. So that's where his it was like a criminal abating the leaving a scene of an accident or something like that, yep. which is a fourth degree felony. They both got felony charges, and they're both going back to prison. Which I think is really great. It's great to see them uh, held responsible, even though they're of the privileged class. If you yeah, will. yeah. Well, it's always um, it's always refreshing to see uh, individuals who um, represent the law in this country uh, be treated equally when they're on the other side of it. Um, so. You know, uh, it's, you know, it's never fun to see someone who commits a crime and then gets let off the hook because of social status. Um, You know, Hillary Clinton, just as a quick example, bringing up her is like always going to probably happen because she's just a wealth of examples in this case, but 
um, when she was first getting railed with her whole email scandal, um, I mean, the, uh, the director of the FBI admitted uh, in person in front of everybody that uh, anyone else under her circumstances would be going to prison. Yeah. And she clearly wasn't. So that's just, uh, that's a pretty big example of someone getting off the hook because of their status. OJ Simpson, Casey Anthony. Yeah. Um, You know, (laughs) thankfully, uh, we were just talking about Derek Chauvin right before the show. And uh, he's he's one of the more recent uh, examples of a individual who's actually getting sentenced for what he should be getting sentenced for so it's yeah he yeah there's no way that, that we can you imagine the public out the response that would have happened if he would have been uh, found well, not guilty yeah i mean i mean he's obviously guilty the whole interaction is recorded from start to end there's no doubt but like if he was somehow found not guilty can you imagine the public outcry the oh, riots like, oh yeah i mean it would have made uh i forget the little town that went uh Winton House or whatever his little fucking redneck name was. Kenosha. Kenosha, that's right. You know, it would have made Kenosha look like a fucking uh, day in kindergarten. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty good example of uh, something that should have should have happened. So, uh-huh. definitely um, always good to see uh the right judgment coming uh, to the right people for the right reasons. And in a small town, I, you know, and I, I, I get Marion's not a small town, but comparatively to like, like major city. Yeah, yeah, major it cities, it's, uh, it's a small town. And, to, you know, especially in small towns like that, you, you know, when you're a, uh, a local judge, um, it's, uh, well, it's good to see them holding him accountable well i mean yeah as someone like you get a you get a bit of a good uh good old boy feeling in marion sometimes and isn't it weird you would you would think like someone like that might get off the hook just because they're a judge and you know the situation was uh you know something that i feel like people have gotten away with before definitely oh but like as someone who like I don't really have any faith in the system. It's nice to see that it does work sometimes. But, like, it seems like it only really works when there's a public eye on the individual case. Yeah. Like, of course, you can only speculate what would happen if, like, the George Floyd case wasn't filmed or if this case wasn't so open and shut where they basically admitted to the whole thing. It's like you can only really speculate what would happen, but it's really easy to feel like it wouldn't go the same way in those two instances. And then also it's nice to see it work on like the small scale government because like the government that impacts you as an individual every day, me specifically in this case. But yeah. like, because yeah. it feels like, like like you said, the higher up, the higher the status, it seems like the less liability uh, they have for their actions. And, well, you know. uh, I, I think a pretty decent example of that, which, uh, you know, is probably going to get called back to a lot is the, the most recent um, already uh, 
record-making memes of uh, Will Smith uh, pu- publicly assaulting Chris Rock. I mean, you see, uh, he's banned from the Oscars for ten years. Oh, I mean, he already withdrew from the Academy, as we discussed last week. So I, mean, I just it's... really hope that the world doesn't end before he gets to come back, so we can be like, oh, remember that time he smacked Chris Rock? Mm-hmm. Ten years later, I'll be ten 40. years ago. I'll be what third 34? 30, 34. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. I'll be 40 next Disgusting. time Will Smith is technically allowed back into the Oscars. Um, but that you know, that's an example of a high profile millionaire um being held responsible for his actions. Yeah, not being held responsible. <laughs> uh in the slightest. And I mean Chris Rock uh admittedly didn't press any charges, but um he doesn't necessarily have to uh the uh the local jurisdiction could have very just as easily um decided to prosecute him yeah for, for assault so that would have been kind of funny yeah i mean like they should have and like it was on tv but like the same time it was like what whatever yeah i mean if the da was you know wanting to make an example of him That'd but be so funny. But let's face. But, but let's face it. I mean, it's Will Smith, right? So you know, there would be public outcry if people be that's racist. A so, federal prosecutor picks up the case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Will D- Smith is being targeted. Yeah, cancel. It's cancel culture hosted um, by the government. Well, you know, uh, in this regard, though, um, I mean, Will Smith being black smacking chris rock who is black we all know what that looked like um the race card would be pretty tough to play in that one so just saying i think it'd be pretty funny it'd be a funny bit if chris rock did do that it would be it would be i hope he incorporates it into some of his uh shows in the near future down the line It'd be really. I mean, you have to, right? You can't. You have to capitalize. Oh yeah, you can't. You can't. Uh, I mean, that's a money maker all alone. I mean, right, his, right. His, I'm pretty sure his tickets went up like 200 percent in price after all that because everyone wants to see if he's gonna come on stage and divulge and make jokes and I mean the and that's probably one of the biggest reasons why he's not pressing charges because he got rich overnight with with that act alone he by Will Smith. Rich, but you're you're so right. Yeah. It, well so much. Uh Rich got you're, richer. So you're gonna tell me people didn't watch that happen and then immediately go rent their favorite Chris Rock movie and watch it? No, yeah. Um but actually they don't rent anymore. They just pirate or stream it. Exactly. You wouldn't download a house. You wouldn't download a car. Yes, I, I would though. If I could, um, if I could, yeah, totally. Um, maybe I can get some schematics on a three D printed house for free. Um, but then there's the whole uh, cost of materials still that we got to worry about. So, yeah, probably not happening. <laughs> I bet that's that material is so expensive right now because it's in its infancy, like the construction grade, whatever they use. Oh, I'm concrete. sure. I'm sure the printer itself is. Millions of dollars, but like, 
I feel like I don't know anything about 3D printing, but I feel like the plastic that you use can't be that expensive. I'm sure it can be, but like I'm sure. Oh, I'm pretty also- sure it's a. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like a, a cement based um, synthetic fibrous bullshit. The, the construction stuff, yeah. So it has to be. Yeah. Also, millions of dollars, right? So imagine 3D printing with cement and then wrapping our house in James Hardy uh, fiber cement siding. That's so funny. That would be. I mean, hilarious. you gotta think like when when the technology progresses more and the cost comes down, 3D printed tiny homes, like so many homes, so quickly, easy. Do you remember? Did you ever have to quote a tiny home? I did. I had to do one. That's the worst. It, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Absolutely the worst. In fact, I think I remember Ben helping you with it for like weeks. You know what's extra ridiculous about it? No one's going to like, I just feel like that's not like, Delaware, Ohio is not the fucking tiny home market. Who like, it's just like people are like, oh, that's cool. I want to see how much one would cost with no real intent of buying it. But it's like so many hours of work on my end that I didn't do. Anyone who is ever interested in a tiny home, I always told them for the same amount of money, you could go get yourself a pretty nice looking RV that drives and you can just park it somewhere and live there. Apparently, those are so dangerous to drive. Like, apparently, they like they're made of, I mean, they're made of plywood. Like, you know what I mean? What, tiny home? No, RV. Oh, really? Like, uh, like it's re- it's relatively safe in the driver and passenger seat, but if you're oh, in the yeah. cab itself, yeah. it is yeah. game over for any yeah. kind of accident. Yeah, the whole thing just crumbles. It yeah. just falls apart. I actually, uh, ironically, a couple months back, maybe a few months. I don't remember how many months. It's been a while. But ironically, I saw a um, like a uh, tow hitch trailer. RV, whatever you want to call it, camper, I guess, uh, completely caught on fire in the middle of 3637 on my way home from work. That is so funny. And uh, they were detouring traffic, so I went around um, on this little side road that runs parallel with that highway, and uh, as I was passing, I saw, you know, you could you could see the road from, because it's just mm-hmm. a field separating it. So uh, I look across the field and you just see this skeleton of what once was a camper uh, set ablaze and a truck still hitched up to it with people just standing there watching firefighters try and put out the fire. That is so funny. Uh, I don't know how you spontaneously combust a camper um, driving down the highway, but this this guy figured it out. Now, I feel like I don't know anything, and I acknowledge that, and I feel like it could just go up like that, like, boom, you know, the whole bitch is on fire in seconds. But I also want to say that you would be able to realize, hey, my camper is smoking, and then you could pull over and say, oh, shit, my camper's on fire, and still have enough time to unhook your vehicle before it gets too close to the hitch and it's too hot or whatever. Yes, yes. Um, My, you know. If it was a mobile like meth lab, it would have exploded. So, so I mean, 
That would have that would have been a little a little bit more dramatic and catastrophic than what I saw happening. It's just uh, a crater in thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, that honestly would have been a little <laughs> a little more ideal because I probably could have called off the next day from the trauma of witnessing it. Um, of the concussion wave, I have to go get yeah. checked for, for, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> for internal yeah. injuries. Yeah, I was actually following this meth lab on the highway the other day. <laughs> And you'll never believe this, but it blew up right in front of me. And, <laughs> I think uh, I was exposed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have to stay home and medicate for at least <laughs> two days before I can come back. Uh, but yet we don't live in such a perfect world. So alas. But, um, uh, yeah. So Mr. Judge Warner, we'll see you on the other side of your whatever sentence you got. Hopefully it was close to uh, 20 years. Hey, uh, you know who else had a really bad time on the highway today? Mm, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, <laughs> That's a terrible segue. Tasteless. Oh, oh it's very tasteless. <laughs> but you know what? It's uh, it was a good segue, but it is tasteless. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gotta it's gotta be said. Um, but uh, Dwayne Haskins, Ohio's very own uh, quarterback from Ohio State University struck and killed by a truck at 6 a.m. in the morning a, in Florida a, today. A dump truck. A dump truck. Of all said things. he was crossing the highway. Um, they don't know why it was there. It was Interstate 559, and he was hit by a dump truck. And um, pronounced dead on scene. And on the highway, yep. Said the driver, you know, stopped and complied with authorities. And you best believe that we tried our damnedest to already find some form of footage of the incident, but uh, we couldn't find any. The, but you uh, know what we did find? Yeah. What did Live you... League shut down 10 yeah. months ago. Found that out today. That was a What the fuck? Who that, shuts down Live League? That's an infringement on my First Amendment rights, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> it's an infringement of a lot of things. These uh, these rights are God-given, and they extend to the metaverse. God did not mean for censorship to be a thing. Um, no, I'd be like on a real note, like I get that it's frowned upon to look at fucked up videos, but it's something we should be allowed to do. Well, and that is why, you know, things like 4chan will never go away. But, uh, yeah, we, we did a little bit of probing, and uh, the 4chan gods and ultimately the uh, lively gods were not with us yet. Um, I would say give it another 72 hours. Um, <laughs> we'll find it. And we'll, we'll see something emerge. So I'm kind of curious, though. I'm curious of, like, the intersection. Like, is it, like, a pedestrian, like, crosswalk or situation? Or, like, what, did he jaywalk, or was it the driver's fault? because right. like it's like that's fucked up man you're fucking 24 years old you're in your prime you're making millions of dollars a year playing football or maybe not playing football if he was like a backup he's just chilling yeah you know and then a fucking dump truck just ends your game for you just boop you're done permanently permanently could you imagine if it was tom brady like um, i feel like the world would be on fire I feel like nobody's cheering for Dwayne Haskins' death, but I feel like people would cheer for Tom Brady's death. I feel like there are sports fans out there that genuinely pray daily for his demise. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was probably one of them back in uh, the, the the mid two thousands and early twenty tens. But kill Tom Brady, kill Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. 
the season that the Kansas City Chiefs uh, broke his fucking knee and uh, or whatever they broke on his body that knocked Even him the out. Field. For, yeah, whatever knocked him out for an entire season was glorious because that year the Steelers went on to uh, go to the Super Bowl. So only time football's ever been fair made me happy um and honestly not not even just because the Steelers went to the Super Bowl but just for the fact that it was just a year without Tom Brady and it was such a good year <laughs> there was actual diversity and like the playoffs and you know the the whole the whole playing field literally changed um and you know he's he's got some shady shit going on, uh, retiring and then unretiring, and then that you know final ball that sold for half a mil, and then he kisses his son on the mouth. Yeah, he then all of a sudden, oh, I was retired for three weeks, but I'm back now. Don't worry. All I have I to say, who bought that ball? I don't know, but whoever he is, he has to be considering killing himself. Tom Brady should reimburse him for the ball. That would be the right thing to do, but ultimately the dude... If you ask me, the dude kind of took a gamble on buying that ball. You know Um, what? This conversation has changed my mind. It should have been Tom Brady on that highway today. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was in the correct state. He was just not in the right part at the right time. Tom Brady was the driver of the truck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I so I feel like Dwayne Haskins is very low on Tom Brady's radar. Just saying. Now, Bill Belichick, I could see Bill Belichick driving down to Florida and accidentally running over Tom Brady with a Mack truck. That is so funny. Because Tom Brady just gets beaten up with lead pipes walking to his car. Because fucking Bill Belichick is the NFL's version of Lord Voldemort. Okay. Or Emperor Palpatine, whatever you want to call him. He is pure (laughs) fucking evil genius. Um, But the last couple years without Tom has been proof that the system only worked because of Tom. It was not so much always Bill's ability to coach the team to be a winning football team. It was because they had that symmetry. Uh, You know, Tom was like the essence of winning literally out on the field and more more often than not just made the play calls all on his own and bill was just kind of there for moral support what is a head coach like how much co- like active coaching does a head coach actually do quite like a bit special, don't and, they and, and, co- specialty and, coaches i mean so yeah they have all the specialty coaches because one guy can't simply be a master of all trades but but, the, but their specialty they usually yeah okay, so you usually, see that usually a specialty coach ends up becoming a head coach just because of how much time they've put in as a specialty coach i'm not and sure how foosball works to be honest with you and that's how you get like diversity at the head coaching position because you've got guys who may have had may have uh a more in-depth defensive background or offense background um you know, so you're you telling me wide receiver coaches, quarterback coaches. It's insane, dude. You don't get diversity from head coaches by quota. No, <laughs> no, it, it's not. 
It's not like LAPD or NYPD or any other PD oh, in man. this country. Um, but at any rate, so yeah, very sad news about old Dwayne. Um, uh, too young, honestly, man. He's, I don't know what his situation was after Ohio State. I, I don't know if he ever, I, he probably has a girlfriend. I don't know if he ever got married or anything, but. Uh, and you know, he, he was not a great NFL quarterback, but he was a good college quarterback and, um, you know, really sad to, to hear about that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, have you ever crossed the street before, man? (laughs) You ever, I mean, I'm sorry. There's a lot of ways to go in this world. And that one just sounds a little bit shameful. Um, you know, well, you know, I he been, wasn't. Was he an, was he an elusive quarterback, or was he more of like a strong arm quarterback? Dwayne Haskins, I would call. I would call him more of a. He was definitely a hybrid that leaned towards scrambling. He didn't scramble uh, well enough. No. Not you could say fa- he got scrambled. Not, not like, why fa- are we doing this? Not not a fa- <laughs> not not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like your eggs over oh easy God. or scrambled? Dwayne Haskins likes his eggs scrambled. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Hey, this is Dwayne Haskins. This is Dwayne Haskins on drugs. <laughs> they threw him in the frying pan. Oh, um, so at any rate, um, he, he was definitely... Um, he wanted to be Michael Vick, uh, but he was not fast. So he more often than not would try and pass, but he wasn't really good at that either. So, and uh, his, you know, his, his play style, the one thing that Ohio state Buckeyes don't really do for their quarterbacks, they don't prepare them well for the NFL. And that's because they always want scrambling quarterbacks. Now you look at someone like Lamar Jackson, who, won a MVP award uh, in recent history because of his ability to run like a fucking motherfucker and um, scramble and, you know, trick defenses. But, you know, last couple seasons, um, everyone's caught on to that game plan and has more or less contained him to the point where they're not good anymore. You know, you can only, you can only trick them by running the ball so many times and then, they kind of catch on and they just start putting a QB spy on you and blast the shit out of you um, every down. So what do you do? I I don't know. I recommend you stay off the highway in Florida though. What else do we got for today? Uh, Well, there is a, um, a minor subject that I wanted to kind of give an update on that, uh, whether or not anyone remembers us discussing, we have discussed it on the show before. In it fact, might have been the it might have been the last episode. I do not remember when it was. It was not. It was actually a uh, it was an episode that you and I did um, late last year, probably back in December. One of our dumpster fire episodes. Was it? Because uh, Josh was. No, aren't they J- Josh, all dumpster fire? <laughs> they are now. Um, Josh. Uh, was absent the night. In fact, you and I were discussing this topic uh, when we did our Witten House coverage. Um, 
So that sounds right. Wouldn't uh, it be funny if we're both wrong? We're not because I remember specifically bringing it up because of that whole scenario. Um, so it was actually probably earlier than December. Regardless, we've talked about it on the show before, and I'm giving you an update. Um, so <laughs> here in Ohio, um, recently we had a bill pass uh, to eliminate um, the need for a permit to have a concealed uh, weapon, uh, more specifically, uh, like a handgun. So you no longer have to have a concealed carry permit in order to conceal and carry a firearm um, in the state of Ohio, which um, honestly was a very radical uh, radical right um, bill to pass, um, mostly simply due to the fact that, I mean, you know, you don't have to take a class anymore. Um, I don't like that part. Oh uh, yeah. So having having that required training, that required class, was a um, opportunity, if nothing else, for an individual who's not familiar with proper um, gun safety to be educated. And now any Joe Schmo idiot motherfucker can just stick a gun in their pocket and walk out the front door with no repercussions. Can you imagine? Have you ever carried a gun before? Like, have you ever, like, holstered, carried a gun? Um, I have on a range open carried. Can you uh, imagine just fucking sticking a loaded gun in your pocket, the pocket of your fucking jeans? My brother does it every day, but my brother has always been a card-carrying, concealed carry. I just, um, the pocket does not, I just, I'm afraid. But they make special my holsters car keys for conceals. So, um, and certain handguns are better concealed carry, or more suitable, I should say, for concealed carry. Now, I'm not a gun expert. That's I want the deagle. That, that's my, that's my brother's department. He is a master gunsmith uh certified and uh has some sort of blacksmith degree from the university of phoenix uh he's so w- the, would he's you the real say deal that he has a lot of guns um a lot is an understatement okay okay now would you say that he has a collection of guns or a stockpile of guns. Um, my brother could probably single-handedly take on the Russian army. I'm just, I'm just saying, a collection is legal and a stockpile is illegal. I want to say a stockpile. It's not like he has crates full of unregistered weapons. See, but... I feel like that's that's what changes it. It's when you have a lot of the same gun. That's a stockpile. Yeah. Do no, you have a bunch of different guns? That's a collection. He, he's definitely he has a he has a very thorough collection, if you will. Uh, with a very broad range of calibers and models and makes. Um, does he have an AK? <laughs> I mean, he has. I don't know if he does right now. Uh, does he have an SKS? Nick, we, okay. No. Oh, your brother's coming on and teasing us about guns in episode 20. That's what I'm understanding from this uh, conversation. Good luck with that, man. He is tech- technologically illiterate. Um, he's, he's not as bad as JJ, but he might as well be there. Um, 
no offense, JJ, but you do use, <laughs> you use your web browser to look at Facebook on your phone, and that's blasphemous. Um, he has downloaded the app. I have to be fair to him. Okay, so we are we are starting. We're getting to, there. We're he still watches to... his TikToks on YouTube, though. We're still okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah and, the app. and you lost me. Um, no, so kind of, you know, what's really. Uh, me so what's really fascinating about this um bill getting passed is that it was actually met with a lot of opposition um from uh republican members um and you know even uh you know pro you know pro second amendment uh folks and that's because anyone who is you know pro second amendment uh and still has their brain cells um, takes gun safety very seriously because they know that guns are, uh, you know, weapons dangerous. and they can be dangerous. Um, and therefore they have to be treated as the tools that they are and respected to a degree for what they're capable of. I'm sure the um, police don't like it. Oh, I, bet, I, I doubt that, but they love it. Because they, um, they they can use it if, as a if, reason. Well, if anything, it helps them and their quota now because there's going to be more crime for them to fight, and ultimately they're not making money unless hey, there's crime to fight. Crime to respond to. The no, police they, rarely they, prevent crime; they do well, respond to a lot of it. So though. I guess there, and so there's there's your coin flip of of the support of this bill was, um it's giving people a easy way to defend themselves now. So they don't have to worry about the legalities of obtaining a permit. Uh, you can leave your house with peace of mind without having to ask for permission anymore. But on the flip side, if you're going to just go ahead and jump down that rabbit hole, if you have absolutely no prior experience with a firearm, it's actually more dangerous you leaving the house with that firearm than you leaving without it um, because now you're leaving with something that has the ability to not only hurt you or you know fatally or seriously injure you but now you have the ability to fatally injure someone else um, and all it would take is I mean god there's there's unstable people out there and you know your your road rage um uh numbers are are getting higher by the day uh because we're coming out of you know a really rough couple years for mental health uh due to the pandemic um the the amount of inflation we're dealing with the prospect of world war three being literally right at our doorstep um you know, there's a lot of things that are driving people crazy right now. Uh, but, you know, vaccines, politics, uh, pandemics, world wars. I mean, everyone has been challenged mentally so much in the last two years. You're, you're, you're enabling people who aren't at their peak mental health status right now the ability to go unhinged if someone looks at them the wrong way or gives them the middle finger in traffic it wasn't that long ago 
that a woman gave a man the middle finger in traffic and he pulled a gun out and started opening fire on her vehicle and inevitably um one of the bullets hit her five-year-old son in the stomach in the back seat of her car and killed him he literally grabbed his stomach and said mommy my tummy hurts and then ended up bleeding out and dying uh which as a parent is like the is is quite and i'm sorry to get so serious all of a sudden but it's quite literally like every parent's fucking nightmare obviously Mm -hmm. uh any good parent that is so uh it's it's a very controversial bill it it passed i gotta say i don't like it and we're gonna just have to wait and see yeah i mean like i'm all for it and it's like Great. Well, I'm a like, you know, I'm speaking I'm speaking from a pro second amendment stance. Exactly. And you know, I I own firearms. I have discharged firearms in a controlled setting. I have thankfully never had to use one and um for the means of self-defense. It's always been recreational. And uh and I'm thankful for that. I never want to have to be the person who has to hold someone else at gunpoint because my life is on the line. But you best believe that I'm also the individual who will do that when, if and when uh, the scenario, you know, demands me to do that. But I'm not leaving my house tomorrow with a gun strapped to my waist either, just because I can. Um, I just, I could if I wanted to. And I always actually wanted to make a point to go get my concealed carry because I was interested in taking the class and I'm actually rather fluent in gun safety. Um, Probably, you know, no more than your, your average teachings that you learn the first time, you know, you're handling a gun. Uh, You know, I'm definitely not Josh. I'm not badged and I'm not like, you know, Academy trained or anything, but I know how to handle a gun. You know at least the do's and don'ts of a gun, right? Yeah, you know. You you know, when you hand someone a gun, you hand it to them, handle facing them. Uh, you don't point the barrel at someone. Um, anytime you're aiming down sights, you aim towards the ground. You don't stick it up in the air because it looks like you're pointing. Inevitably, you're pointing the gun in someone's general direction if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um you always and before you even do any of those things you always make sure your chamber is clear first and foremost um and the safety's on make sure your safety's on and the chamber is cleared and the gun is unloaded that is safety 101 before you do anything with the gun before you even touch it you leave your finger off the trigger i mean there's there's a lot of little things that you have to if you're going to do it right, you have to make sure are in place before you even tamper with a weapon. Um, and a lot of people, I feel like it, it, what sounds like common sense is not common sense for most you're people. not wrong. So, I, I definitely, you know, you should have to have some sort of like a hunter safety course at bare minimum to, you know, to have, I'm not saying like the own one, but here's my problem now. Here's my biggest problem is okay you're cutting out that revenue source for getting a permit to to conceal carry so what are you going to do are you going to up the charges on uh, a hunting hunting license now like Mm -hmm. what 
so or, or are we going to abolish that too and anyone can hunt it's free game because the reason hunting licenses are in place is to pay for is, the preservation oh well, not only to pay for preservation but to prevent uh over hunting mm-hmm. um and that's why you have seasons for certain weapon classifications if you could hunt with a rifle for deer during deer all year round for deer there wouldn't be any fucking deer deer left everyone (laughs) would kill them and just you know destroy the deer population and they'd be extinct within months Mm -hmm. especially today can you imagine like the amount of people that like are alive today like we did that with millions of a billion less people or more we have extinct so many species of animals but like modern humans the amount of modern humans with, with modern weapons yeah it'd be a week tops and done. yeah i mean and that and that goes the same with thing you know you know that's why birds have seasons uh certain classifications of uh avi uh aviator um species like ducks and pheasants and stuff like that you know, you know it doesn't have a season <clears throat> Wabbits. Apparently, coyotes were originally in the what is it, blah, 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 Southwest United States, and, and now they're all over North America over the last hundred years. Oh. And apparently, that's attributed to the wolf population almost yeah. completely going to zero. Yeah, I believe that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you're gonna have invasive species, which you're encouraged to go hunt. In fact, in Florida, not that this is a big surprise, um, they they are open to pretty much anybody going into the wet wetlands and <clears throat> snakes killing any fucking snake they can find uh, because the amount of anacondas and the Everglades now is actually detrimental to the ecosystem. Um, they're killing off everything, alligators, crocodiles, flamingos, fish, everything. If, if you live and breathe in the wild and the Everglades, um, you you are you are snake bait have you seen like in in maybe florida too but more in texas the wild right. boars it's like a sport like it's like a touristy sport like yeah you can pay a couple thousand dollars and go hunt wild boars from a little bird helicopter yeah how yeah. cool is that though yeah like, that'd be tight i'd do that um but that's why um, but that's why it's all region specific and you know that's why there's regulations on on hunting is because of things like that if if one population becomes uh you know out of control you know you're basically given the green light to basically hunt it into that point of okay it's um you know it could potentially go extinct but it's so it's so ravenous that it's not going to because these things are usually pretty capable of reproducing rather quickly uh that's why it's an invasive invasive species on top of it's destroying the ecosystem but like deer um already kind of get a bad rap because they're contending with just urbanization in general um the further we push out our borders, the less land a deer has to do deer things. Um, so your deer population is already under a lot of pressure just from urbanization alone. So the 
the fact that we have laws and hunting seasons on deer is uh, is honestly the only way we can keep them around. Um, so back to my original statement of you could very easily wipe out the deer population if you just were unhinged on uh, hunting regulations. But that's why you'll never see and, and same goes with fishing that's why there's fishing licenses you know mm-hmm. um we went uh fishing for walleye a couple years back on lake erie over the summer which was a really great time by the way um especially if you're going to keep your catch and have it cleaned and then inevitably cook it and eat it because walleye is delicious I'm not a big uh, fish guy well, I do like. I, I like don't like my, the fish taste. I like my seafood, and um, I definitely. See, I like seafood. I like crab and other. Sh- all, I, oh, you um, like shellfish mussels, and stuff. Yeah, shrimp. Yeah, you like shellfish. Now your um, face. I like your fucking face. I love your face too, but um, so walleye is actually a really uh, nice like white fish um and it 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 it, it isn't actually overly fishy like salmon is really fishy tuna sounds racially motivated it is um but (laughs) (laughs) but you know tuna is very fishy Uh um salmon very fishy i'm not a big fan of those types of fish i like catfish i like walleye i like uh you know oh those are probably my two favorite but um you know, Atlantic white cod. I, think I would definitely cool. try, you know, more like white fish. I've never only had like a, like a real fish. I just feel like I wouldn't want to try it at like a buffet or like no, a white God, castle, no, 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 know, no, 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 like no, no. We're talking, a, we're talking about a fresh, real, yeah. We're talking about fresh, fresh wild caught fish is delicious. Like, mm-hmm. I bet it is nothing like you can get in a restaurant because inevitably, at some point in that fish's journey to your stomach, it was frozen. Um, and in my opinion, unless it's frozen properly, you lose a lot of the flavor and textures that are naturally there from just catching it straight out of the water. With that said, though, you got to go and get it cleaned properly as well. Uh, you know, and the cleaning is cheap and relatively easy to do, but it's nice to have someone who knows what they're doing just go ahead and do it for you. Right. Um, and one thing that is a specialty from walleye, especially, and I always ask them for now on to keep because I tried it for the first time uh, that couple summers ago is the uh, the cheeks. So the cheeks of the walleye are the most tender and like just savory part of that entire fish. And I mean, they're. They're basically like medallions. Think of like uh-huh. just like meat medallions. That's about all the size they are. But oh my fucking god. It's like the neck of a turkey. I um, bet it'd be like great if you got a bunch of them and like fried it. Like fried that's what, pickles. Oh, that's what that's what we did. Yeah, yeah. we've we've we caught we caught six fish, so we uh, you know, we got twelve twelve cheeks total. You know, one on each time. Mm-hmm. So ass cheeks. <sighs> I got him. Um, so that that was really uh that was really delicious. Um so ten out of ten recommend that. Um if you ever get around to it, 
go get you some walleye fresh out of the lake, have it clean, cook it, deep fry it, do something fun with it, and eat the shit out of it. It's delicious. So, you know, that was kind of a a derailed <laughs> explanation <laughs> of uh, why the, we should have a concealed carry permit. <laughs> yeah, the concealed carry laws here in Ohio now. Um, agree with it, disagree with it, doesn't really matter. It's law, and um, yeah, it is what it is. It's going to take probably some time to really see any true uh, effects on whether or not it was, uh, you know, nothing may come of it, you know? Everything's speculation and politics, you know? Uh, just like the Senate um, is going to have to eventually vote on the Moore Act, which was passed by the House last week. And the Moore Act, uh, I don't remember the full acronym, but the M, uh, the M is for marijuana. Uh, so basically it's decriminalization, not decriminalization, but legalization of marijuana um, on a federal level. It was passed by the House of Representatives. But of course, there's checks and balances, and anything that passes in the House has to be passed by the Senate. Once it's passed by the Senate, it has to be signed off by the president. Um, so this bill, you know, made it past one hurdle, uh, but is probably inevitably going to get shot down in the Senate because there's just no the Senate. A bunch is, of bitches. The Senate's split 50-50 and um Unfortunately, the filibuster the, fili- the filibuster is uh, a thing, and um, the only things that the filibuster does not get applied to are uh, physical legislation, aka anything dealing with money. That's how you got your stimulus checks last year, is because the filibuster was. Uh, null and void with those uh, pieces of legislation so what basically what the filibuster does is it doesn't matter if the senate is split 50 50 you have to have so much republican support and democratic support in order to pass a bill a piece of legislation law um what about the other parties what about them (laughs) there's only there's only two yeah, I know. <laughs> what, ab- what about the Tea that's Party? The, that's the joke. <laughs> what about what the Green Party? I'm libertarian. Okay. What, a- what about Ocasio Cortez? What about Gary, Bernie? Gary Johnson? Gary Johnson. That guy. That guy would have made America gay and high. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he would have. So here, and you know, this is this is a fun little saying. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but this is my like. Anytime anyone tries to talk politics to me, I look them dead in the eye and I say, "If you want my opinion, this is where I stand on just about everything." I am under the belief that gay married couples should be allowed to defend their marijuana farms with AR-15s. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. That, that's my political stance. I like it. Okay, that that's pretty all inclusive. I am uh, to an extent pro-choice, 
I think there's limitations there that I'm not going to get into tonight because that's a whole another fucking podcast. Okay? No, sir. Up to 39 weeks. Take it out. It's a whole another podcast. <laughs> I'm not doing it tonight. Um, and and there's some other personal feelings there that I'm not going to get into. Um, it's very situational. We're not. No. You're getting into I, it. I already it's said up, no. I already like said no. I already it. said no. It's I'm fine. not saying anything. <laughs> I already said no. I'm trying to think of the next of the next thing that's controversial. Um, um, all drugs should be legal. All drugs should be legal. Um, Safe injection sites on every corner. No. Uh, <laughs> negative. If you want to do that shit, do it. Do it. Figure but it. Go watch a YouTube video. Go figure it out. Go w- wiki how. Okay. <laughs> You, you if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do the drugs, you're not gonna get in trouble for it anymore. But we're not going to use taxpayer dollars to enable you to do them. Okay, no one's giving me no, a no, no one's it's... giving me a pot smoking section at the fucking mall or the movie theater. Okay, so no. what if we launder those taxpayer dollars into private corporations to make you feel better? They already do that, Tyler. I, I know. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, no, I don't agree with safe injection sites, but I agree that all drugs should be legal. Uh, I feel like any consenting adult should be allowed to do what they want with their life freely and suffer the consequences of those actions. My boss, who's a boomer, said this almost these exact same things to me the other day. Well, we all know I am part boomer. Yeah, so. but he's, he's a pretty progressive boomer. So. Well, um, you know, I, I won't lie. My roots are rather uh, Republican. You're part of the um, alt-right pipeline, aren't you? But they're, they're not uh, ultra... They're, I don't have ultra-conservative roots. I have more moderate roots uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to conservatism. Uh, <clears throat> my parents have definitely gotten... Uh, a little more liberal in their old age, but my dad will always die on the Republican Hill. Uh, what if they do the flip flop again? I mean, because the Republicans could be the one just to legalize weed, and then what do the Democrats have going for them? Well, one thing that keeps the Democrats alive um, is uh. I'm going to call it social politics, and that is kind of an umbrella term for pretty much free money. Um, free money. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, any program that's federally funded uh, that enables people to not have to get off their ass and get a job. So kind of this reminded kinda, me kind of keeps the Democrats alive. So I have my own tidbit from the free money. We had like four principals in my four years of high school, right? And one of them's name was Mr. Gary Barber, right? And he was real big on scholarships. Like the first day he was like, listen, like their government just gives you free money. He's like, I'm going to swear, but God damn it, they give you free money. Why don't you want it? So then like all year, he would just walk around the halls and scream free money. Free like, money. Everybody, you getting your free money today, Tyler? I said, yes, Mr. Barber. And then he got a DUI. And now he works <laughs> in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. And that pretty much sums up him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
Democrats are, al- are known are known alcoholics, but so are all politicians. So. Mm. Well, the Republicans are big into cocaine, apparently. Did you hear about that? The cocaine-fueled oh, yeah. orgies? Mm-hmm. Yep. Are we a political podcast? That actually, want- you know, when you think about things like the Bohemian Grove, do you know what the Bohemian Grove is? Have you ever yes. heard of it? Yeah. yeah. So That's where that- George Bush and Jeb Bush kissed. Yes. But <laughs> Alex, Alex Jones, of all people, back before he turned into an insane lunatic, uh, conspiracy ridden fuckwad, um, which, and also before he turned into the biggest comic Sell relief out. of the century, uh, he, back in, I want to say back during the Clinton administration, he, he actually got into the Bohemian Grove, and uh, did he sneak re- in, or was he invited? He was not invited. He definitely, <laughs> he definitely got in under the radar. And uh, I've he, never heard of this. I have to look into this. Uh, well, the only footage that exists of the interior of that property is from Alex Jones, and oh he, my god, he narrates some of it. Um, you know, he was he was a younger Alex Jones. He was a more spry. He was more spry. He was way more level headed, uh, but was still just as controversial as far as um, trying to he he had more of a focus on investigative journalism versus just being in that a, case. That's not how you open a can of pickles. Vacuum sealed. It's There's vacuum sealed. It's got a pop. There's no pop. 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 Um, and that's also before he um, claimed that there's chemicals in the water turning the freaking frogs gay. I feel like he applied and didn't make the cut, and that's what sent him on a spiral. <laughs> I don't think it, you applied. It was like the whole hit. The Hitler. Grand, I think. Okay, he wasn't selected. It was like he, the Hitler he, in art yeah, school thing. Yeah, he wasn't grandfathered in. He wasn't the chosen one. So now he's mad. Um, now he's but, exposing everything. <laughs> but he was asking Bill Clinton all these questions about the Bohemian Grove and in some interview, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've heard about that place. That's uh, where all those uh, rich Republicans go and uh, pee on the wet, uh, pee, get naked out in the forest and pee on the redwood trees, isn't it?" <laughs> uh, and admittedly, I think Bill Clinton's been there before. I mean, good God, the man was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, and we all know what happened on that plane. So, what happened? You know what happened. So, um, I heard a name. Uh, I, look, this is a terrible promo. I heard a name of this this Japanese billionaire that's supposedly Jeffrey Epstein's like mentor. I'm gonna look into that for a future episode, and then be a wild ride, right? It has to be Christmas ornaments, drywall, and Jeffrey Epstein. Name three things that don't hang themselves. I was mugged at the at the gas station the other day when the police took a report. I said he's right over there. It's pump number nine. Hey, did you ask in the group chat the other day if that video was Graham? Were you referring to Lindsey Graham? Yes, yes, it was. That that was not Lindsey Graham. See, Josh said it was. But Josh, I, mean, I, 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 I wanted, enough. I, I wanted to correct him in the moment, but I was driving and I was just letting it <laughs> it's go. <not> worth it. <laughs> but I wanted to address it now since 
it got brought up. But... Well, since you brought it back up, everybody, since I know this, Lindsey Graham is a closeted homosexual, and one of the male escorts that he paid did an interview on a podcast, and he claims that Lindsey Graham has moles all around his asshole, right? Mm-hmm. And this man, this young spry escort, I imagine he's rippled and has abs and a large penis. He comes slandering out of the bathroom. You hear his penis hitting his leg <laughs> as he's walking, okay? Yeah. And he sees Lindsey Graham on the bread, spread eagle, all fours, you know, ass in the air, ready for penetration, okay? And, he's, and he thinks, is that shit on that man's ass? And he says, did you shower? Lindsey Graham goes, yes. And he goes, do you mind if I wipe you? He goes, oh, no, go ahead. So he wipes and wipes and wipes. And what he thinks is shit doesn't come off. And he says, oh, those, them just my ladybugs. They're little beauty marks. My little ladybugs. Oh, no. Yes. So Lindsey Graham and his ladybugs. Those are my ladybugs. Yeah. My Good little God. ladybugs. Good it's God. fucking disgusting. Like, yeah. it, I, I don't know anything about Lindsey Graham. I've been told that he's, like, anti-gay and anti-LGBT. Wow. And that's yeah. usually the run of the mill for the closet Republican homosexual. I can't confirm that, but that's what I've he- I've heard through the grapevine, my yeah. political connections, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you know, I think. Do you think we can get that escort on our podcast? Honestly, um, for the right price, I think he would probably. And and by the right price, I mean probably for very inexpensively, oh, we he just would love pay- to. Would love to tell his story on any platform. We pay no him his hourly big. rate, and he doesn't have to suck anybody off. I'm sure he'll be down. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Unless he, I mean, he might be into sucking people off. I guess. Well, you know, to each his own. I'll take um, one for the team. I know you will. <laughs> I know you will. And well, that's, we're that's why we love you. Hey, hey, we're all inclusive around here. You ready for? Speaking of Lindsey Graham's assholes, you ready to talk about some more assholes? Yeah, let's talk about real life. We are on fucking point with this seg- segues today. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. This is quality content. Yeah, yeah. I'll admit, it was a little slow in the beginning, but we're hitting our stride at the end of the episode, as always. Mm, yes. You got to get the warm-up out of the way. It's uh-huh, just like uh-huh. a day at the gym. Yeah, we'll be better. Um, am I the asshole for putting a boy in a dress after he pooped himself? I'm a 17 female, and I work at a daycare. I work with all ages 18 to 24 months. This boy yesterday pooped all up his back and all down his pants. I gave him a small bath in the sink and put a new diaper on him. Then I realized he didn't have any spare clothes from home. I checked our spare clothes basket and there wasn't any in his size. He's a fat, he's a little fat baby. It's so cute. I think he's 20 months old. I asked the neighbor in classroom if his sister three had any extra clothes. Our classrooms are connected by a bathroom with a half door on each side, if that makes sense. So while I was in the bathroom changing station, I just walked over to the other half door. The teacher gave me his sister's dress. And hey, ooh. Teacher gave, there gave his sister a dress to hand to me. The teacher said, this is all she has. I said, thank you. I said it didn't matter too much. I just didn't want him to be naked in a, or in super tight clothes. Once he walked out, one of my coworkers burst out laughing and said, what are you wearing? You look just like your sister. He giggled and shook the dress around. 
and he walked over to the other co-teacher so he could show her. She was visibly angry and disgusted. She asked me why I did that, and I said, it's a sister's dress. There aren't any other spare clothes that fit him. She rolled her eyes and took him to find boy clothes. He came back in a very tight outfit that looked extremely uncomfortable. My coworker was mad at me for a while after that, and it's making me sad. I feel like I must have done something pretty bad without realizing it, even if she won't speak to me. The other teacher didn't care at all, though. It was also like he was... Wasn't like he was going to be in the dress the whole day. We have a laundry room in the building, so once his clothes were done drying, I was going to put him back on. Both of my coworkers are twenty-five, by the way. What do you think? I don't think she's an asshole. Am I the asshole? Yes. In this regard, listen, you're dealing with a uh, a very temporary situation, exactly, and uh, and you're dealing with. Um, a very temporary solution. So I think there's no harm in using the resources that you have available at the time while keeping the child comfortable. Um, You know, my sons have come home in pink shirts and pink clothes before because they messed themselves and the uh, babysitter did not have, you know, gender... Affirming uh, clothes, gender affirming clothes. They, you know, but you know, guys wear pink all the time. Uh, you know, they weren't ever sent home in a dress, but I understand the circumstance and shit happens literally when you're dealing with children of that age. Shit does happen quite often. Um, in fact, shit is pretty much a guarantee, a daily basis type of thing. Yeah. And uh, you know what? It's on the, if the parent, you know, I don't know if the parent, it didn't sound like the parent's opinion was ever involved in now, this. Now, this is, in no other situation would I say this, but, like, the parent would not have seen. Like, that's never okay, especially being a parent. But, like, me, I, I would not know my child wore a dress for three hours. Not that I would care, but, like. Well, exactly. Well, exactly. Exactly. But uh, it's just I'm just saying, based on this scenario, it doesn't sound like the parent was ever even involved in in the scenario because once again it was a temporary situation. Um. So, uh, but uh, what I would say, hypothetically speaking, is if the parent would end up having an issue, uh, with with something like that that's kind of on them for not providing um, enough clothes for enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, an extra set of clothes. Now um, most daycares when it comes to that specifically will usually request that they have spare clothes on site exactly. for any given child. Uh, that way they can, you know, be prepared for these situations. So I think this woman did, her best with what she had yeah, and like- was, and was not trying to stir the pot, so to say um, she, she's just a woman doing her job and trying to make the best of a shitty situation. No pun intended. I'd rather the kid be comfortable than like, and yeah, clothes for, that are not made for, for, for the woman who was offended by this, to drag him off and put him into clothes that are too tight on them just to, you know, you know she was talking I'll, I'll, shit the whole align, time too. Just to align with you know uh, gender identity for a child who was too young to even understand such a concept, um, which uh, yeah, 
I, I don't think I don't see the yeah, issue I here. Yeah. I agree. I think yeah. the parents should have obviously provided more clothes for their kid. Yeah, I understand but, whatever shit happens. Yeah, but, but like, uh, and and that yeah. you know, and 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 then that regard, I don't know if the parents even had an issue with it. And in fact, they probably would have found it kind of funny. Because most parents think situations like that are usually pretty well, humorous. Especially because it was his children. sister's dress. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I could maybe see like a, some random dress at the daycare, but like, well, yeah, if it's clean clothes, it's clean clothes. I mean, yeah. you're not going to wear it all day. It's not like they're taking him around Walmart, parading him around in a dress. Um, it doesn't really matter in this regard. It's not like he's going to turn into a a girl because he. You know, had to wear a dress no, for three hours. He's gonna come home gay. I like boys now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only two, yeah. and I like boys. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now my well, son's gonna be transgender. Yeah. Well, that's just the thing. Is like I don't even think a kindergartner can really wrap their head around uh, gender identity or no. gay, straight, or anything like that. Which is why it shouldn't be taught in those grade levels, in my opinion. Oh it's no, I'm not, well, we're not doing the don't gay, don't say gay bill. No, <laughs> that's no, another, that's we're another not. episode. I'm just saying that's just kind of a parallel that I'm throwing out there. So, am, am I the asshole for telling my mother? All I'm saying is that I did, <laughs> I did learn through this whole confirmation hearing thing that went on for the last few weeks. I did mm. hear about this book called The Gender Bread Man, and it kind of fucking woke me a little bit. So. <laughs> the gender bread man. The gender bread man. I'll have to look into that. One. Being read to children in Florida uh, kindergarten classes, it's kind of disturbing. So okay, well, you know, next week we'll There's we'll a, do abortions and the don't say gay bill. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That does not sound like fun. <laughs> that does not sound like fun at all. Uh, let's go ahead and just all the hot button topics. Yeah, let's just get them out of the way. Let's get canceled. Am I the asshole for telling my mother-in-law if she can't bomb with my kids without doing dangerous things and she can't, then she's a shit grandmother. My mother-in-law isn't very interested in my kids, five male and three female, which is fine. I'm not the type of person who expects free childcare or anything. And mother-in-law isn't very good with kids in general. When they were babies, her only interest was buying my daughter the most over-the-top pink and girl clothes, which I don't like, and set a boundary, and then mother-in-law lost all interest. Mother-in-law was a star gymnast, in the best school in the country for the sport when she was younger. She was told at eight that she could probably go to the Olympics, which she didn't do because she didn't want to be homeschooled. But my point is she's an amazing gymnast. She's still in very good shape and can do flips and handsprings. Her new passion is aerial yoga. That sounds amazing. Aerial yoga. Um, she's so she's very flexible. Mother-in-law does like to climb on stuff and can confort in weird positions. Contort. Sorry. Uh, my kids took an interest about six months ago when she was casually doing back handsprings in the yard. She said she would teach them and I asked her not to as she had no mats down. I didn't really trust her judgment, to be honest. Mother-in-law told me that I sound like her mom, which I didn't really appreciate because she was a crack addict, but whatever. <laughs> a few months later, I asked mother-in-law to wash my kids for five minutes so I could use the bathroom. They were on a trampoline and when I came back, she was trying to teach them to do flips on it. And she wasn't even giving real instructions. She was just like, watch this. I snapped at her that we have strict rules for the trampoline. Mother-in-law told me millennial parents are annoying, got off the trampoline and sulked. The final straw was yesterday when she's, when we saw her for a family birthday. 
Tried to get my three-year-old, who isn't even a strong swimmer, still working on it, to do a handstand right at the edge of the dock because it made it for a better Instagram picture. I chewed her out, but later found her trying to teach my five-year-old to dangle upside down on playground equipment. I finally lost it and called her irresponsible, immature, and pointed out that she was a shit mother and isn't even close to either of her kids. Mother-in-law said she was just trying to bond with the kids. I pointed out that that's selfish because mother-in-law has never shown any interest in their lives or hobbies until they showed an interest in the thing that she likes. And I said, if she can't bond with them without doing dangerous stuff, she's a shit grandmother as well. Okay. I gotta say mom's the asshole in this one. There's a lot to unpack right there. There's, there's um, a big one, yeah. So, hot take. Oh. Grandma is... I agree that she is just... Uh, well... It's hard to uh, it's hard to uh, identify with children to begin with. Um, yeah, especially as a grandparent because you're older, obviously, right? Um, you don't want to be overbearing. Ideally. Yeah, and you and, you, that. and you just have a you just have a natural age gap. You're an older individual, and you are a grandmother to your child's children and obviously you have a level of unconditional love wrapped up in there already um now the part where you know she's saying yeah you had no interest in our children until they showed interest in something that you care about well i think that's a good thing because until you have something to bond over with the children that's really your foot in the door to do exactly to that them. bond yeah. with them how else do you but short of just playing mindless games with them you know yeah I mean? instead it's of just like... being like oh, go, 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 go. you make your child and let me pinch your cheek and make mm-hmm. you hate me um yeah so mom has definitely got some asshole vibes going on it's it's kind of a tough situation because i'm sure there's more nuance than what's on the page you know sure but um like i'm sure it's not just the things mom is choosing to pick battles over i think make her the asshole yeah because, like it's it's a lot of normal childhood stuff like i understand that you don't want your kids to get hurt but it's like that's a natural part of development and learning and exactly. i mean it's not like that's they're not under they adult supervision dangerous place so uh what's the word important for development like well, yeah my son is a complete and total fucking daredevil and it's also where you create anxiety in kids when you're like be careful be careful you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get hurt you know what yeah I mean? yeah well i mean like arthur he uh on his own accord likes to climb up on the couch stand up and then jump off of it and you know for a parent that doesn't drive well i don't like it yeah that doesn't doesn't drive but at the same time it's not like i'm gonna flip out on him and be like don't do that if you want if you want to jump jump somewhere else like (laughs) yeah i mean at this rate i'm just kind of happy he's just jumping off the couch i mean if he ever gets him you know up on the roof we're gonna have to have a different talk but uh obviously i'm not gonna let my three-year-old on the roof (laughs) you know that's a failure on my part if that happens um but uh to that end 
I think a child under adult supervision trying new things that they're interested in and you share that mutual interest and it's an opportunity for you to bond with them and create a memory and create stronger relations with them, then then, well, then why are you picking a fight over that? Oh, and I kind of, I understand that like as a parent, you need to, you're in control and like you set the boundaries and the boundaries should be followed and you know, that that but i also think you need to set realistic attainable boundaries like it's not like you can like there's there is a thing as a shitty boundary or as a shitty rule or as overreach even from a parent well what ends up what what ends up happening is is if you try and just continuously shelter your children from uh activities or earthly things um one of my expectations as my children get older is to not hide reality from them Mm -hmm. um you know there's the world is ugly and obviously as their parent it is my job to make sure that they don't fall into that ugliness but are aware that it exists exactly and let them know that the world is in fact not strawberries and cream and rivers of chocolate milkshakes it is a cruel unforgiving dark place sometimes but it's also a very beautiful and um and light and, and light and and lit i might use that word it's not lit. dark it's not it's in dark it's in lit uh it's it's a mixture of a lot of different things and for uh, every ounce of beauty there is just an equal amount of darkness um and they're you know they made monkey bars for a reason so you could climb on them and pretend to be a monkey and get your knees and your hands dirty and jump off the swings as high as you can and land in the mulch and get the little pieces of mulch stuck in your jeans and your kneecaps and your fingers and your hands. And I've always had a real problem with rules for the trampoline. What do you like? What do you think it's for? Yeah. What do you think it's for? You yeah. just stand there and jump up. Jump and go, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep bouncing in the same spot. Uh-huh. No. So, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, for me as a parent, it's my job to prepare my children for the real world. Obviously you don't just take them out there and expose them to a crack den and say, check this out. Good luck. I'll see you in a few hours. I'm going to leave you with these guys for a while. No, but it is also your job to make sure that they enter life prepared. And that's where I kind of draw my line with setting realistic boundaries is I want them to experience life, but I also want them to do it safely. So, you know, and I'm not always going to be able to let them do that. I And I get that. In reality, eventually, somewhere down the line, they are going to end up doing something dangerous that's potentially hazardous to their health and well-being. And it goes against, you know, their feelings and the social codes and the wokeness and the you know whatever <laughs> mom's a 
mom's being a bit of a bitch on this. She's not picking her battles very well, and she should at least give the grandma an opportunity to connect with her children, especially if she has this overlining concern of her not having so much involvement with them to begin with because she cut cut her off you know, from giving them I get you the know, vibe. certain things. I get that. I don't like drama. I'm I'm a person. I don't do drama. I get that kind of vibe. And then they're like the most dramatic person, you know. Yeah, they are the drama. Exactly. You don't like it because it's you, honey. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm sure there's more nuance, but the mom kind of sounds like a Karen. Well, she set the stage in her post, so I can only go off of what she says. So. Yeah. And the way she's saying it right now makes her sound like a bit of a bitch. So. Fuck Sorry. you, Karen. Sorry. Get fuck, Karen. It's not hey, like Dad. it's not like this woman is smoking oh, meth in front of the children. Good God. I think I think we should start that. A cab with a K. What's all that? Karen, all A cab, but with a K. All no. Karens are bastards. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. You got anything you got anything else? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, um the to 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 build off of that i guess to an extent um you know it's not going to be too much longer when our at least our oldest children are able to start um listening to this podcast not only that but <laughs> just um i guess being more aware of their surroundings it's uh, scary and, huh and and they're already little sponges i mean they hear everything they see everything and they mimic what you do um, and they mimic how you act and how you speak and um, how you physically interact with things. And, um, you know, and the the current climate of the world is pretty grim, as we all know. And, uh, you know, so that's just one of those things where it's like being a parent uh, with World War Three on the doorstep is... Uh, well, it's a tough place to be in, I guess, as sometimes. So, but um, you know, we'll end on a high note. We won't get all depressing right here at the very end. Uh, but <laughs> it's uh, just it's just one of those things, man. Like it, it's a thought provoking thing that you know you're we're. I I feel like our generation is raising children in one of the most challenging times in human, well, in in recent history. So. You know, 100 years ago, uh, they were going through the exact same thing. They had a pandemic. They had uh, a world war. And then that was inevitably followed up by a second world war, um, which was then followed up by the Vietnam conflict, which actually insert the uh, Korean War right before that. And then um, the Vietnam conflict and then a very long and drawn out cold war and a space race. And, you know, we're very much actually repeating history right now, which is really fascinating to me because we're very much in the very same space race now, except now instead of on uh, the governments competing each other, it's private companies, right? Um, You have blue origin against SpaceX. And then if you ultimately have uh, virgin and uh, you also JJ, <laughs> Poor JJ. And then you also have uh, Russia and China who are still very competitive in the space exploration efforts. So uh it's uh it's definitely interesting times to be alive. And we Living still Living through history sucks, Dick. 
Yeah, it does. And we still have to raise our families in the midst of all of it. So here we are, folks, the TJNN podcast, keeping it real with you. Pretty good shit. I love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check out the socials, you know. I guess just listen to the podcast on Spotify. Give us a rate. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Five stars, please. Do we ever get any of those? No, sir. Wow. You guys are slacking. Mm -hmm. Please tell us we're terrible. And if if we're not terrible, tell us we're mediocre. Okay. Good. Excellent. I don't care. Say something. You know how long we've been asking for interaction? I was listening back to old episodes uh, this past week. Uh, where we were like being really try hard saying like send us emails send the da, 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 do this do that we want an interaction we want to talk we want to do this we want to do that well guess what we're still here we're still recording we still want those things we're short staffed and we're still wanting those things so i'm here to remind you to get on the horn drop JJ, us a fucking email us drop us a line ask us some questions we'll talk about it on the show man i mean even if you don't speak english i don't really give a shit we'll use google translate and we'll do our best um i know we have listeners all across the world and uh you guys are slacking i'm I'm just gonna call you out and (laughs) say you're slacking yeah you're kind of we're uh, pulling your weight here you know we're uh we're we're doing what we can to provide you this shitty content and if you are listening to it and enjoying it i mean interact with us we're no different we're human beings the guys who took a month and a half off hey listen that was a beneficial month and a half (laughs) things happen Uh, thing you know (laughs) besides the world falling apart you know our personal lives were falling apart no and not and not and not such a dramatic way as in we just get busy okay we have lives we have children we have jobs you know if you just want to talk about that talk about you know if you're in a part of the world with a conflict that isn't even related to the ukraine or russia or you know any of the other bullshit going on you can talk about it we'll discuss it we'll address it and we'll give you our insight well we want to try and give you guys more content but eventually the well is going to get pumped dry and we need some ideas and you know one of the best uh resources we have is our listeners right so exactly uh give us something to talk about and we'll we'll talk about it all right cool i love it thanks as always take care bye